0: welcome back ladies and gentlemen for another episode of every given sunday fantasy football podcast i'm here with michael tilly brandon hairwood i'm joe jennings how we doing this morning guys fantastic
1: yep doing good more rankings
0: Yes, coming down to the somewhat end of our rankings. It's been uh last night was probably the longest discussion. Um a lot of back and forth, a lot of different opinions, which we figured would happen. Um today we're gonna get into our wide receiver rankings for you guys. We're gonna get into wide receivers 13 through 24. So wide receivers we consistently have ranked, I think I said it right, uh have ranked in the top twenty-four. I mean, I'm sorry, as our wide receiver twos. Um, remember, this is a consensus ranking. I'm sure as we talk, we will tell you where each of us had this person individually, and where we differ a little bit. Um, do you guys have any
2: honorable mentions before we start? Or uh, fine. someone, someone in Green Bay, and someone in Kansas City will probably make the top 24. But uh, I personally didn't know who, so I didn't rank any of them.
1: Um, my guy. Well, actually, I don't know if this is Joe guy. Joe put oh, he me on to to, ahead. He put me on to this guy last night. I think we're thinking about the same guy. But it was Rashad,
0: Bateman. Is that who you're thinking about? Yeah, that's my pick. All right, I'll let you give the spiel on him. Now, okay, listen, he wasn't healthy a lot last year. It was already tough starting off the rookie year, not playing the first four or five games. When Lamar was already playing his best football. I'm not going to act like the numbers were eye-popping, Um in terms of anything, but I mean he has sixty seven targets in twelve games. I mean, I don't know how many targets that exactly equates to. I know it's well over hundred targets, but I don't know how Brandon or Tilly feel the same way, but I think Bateman is at least capable of at least getting eighty catches. Like I think that's a world that's fine.
1: Yeah, I definitely I definitely agree. I mean, j- also just adding on like Lamar Jackson's a really talented quarterback as well. And if you tell me he can't produce at least I think he can produce a wide receiver one in his offense. I mean, outside of Mario Andrews. Um, so, as long as, like, Rashad Bateman is uh, what we expect him to be talent-wise, uh, I think he'll definitely produce on the
0: field. Yeah, those are – like I said, that's my guy. I don't I – don't, can't exactly say what I think his stats will be, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if he's in the top 24. Um, yeah. Now, going ahead, Kevin, jumping –
1: well, uh, I just want to throw out two more names. I'm not yeah. going to have to say anything about them, but we discussed them last night. Uh, Alan Lazar and Kadarius Toney. These- I don't know if anybody want to say anything on it, but those yeah, are the, the head
0: cult leader. I, I, I'm not really hit with Tilly on the Kadari- Kadarius Tony thing. I think he has a real chance to be a top 20 guy. Like, yeah, if you he mean, continues what he did last year.
2: His stats last year were very impressive in the games he played. Like, okay, let me pull them up. Um... He only played in four games and he had four hundred twenty yards.
1: He had a game mm-hmm. hundred and eighty nine yards. That's crazy. That's, a rookie.
2: that's ridiculous. Which
0: means I mean, I know it's only a four game pick. I mean, that's what I'm saying. So in terms of that four game pace, but I, I don't know, man. I, I like the player. The talent was all there. Every time he touched the ball, I felt excited. Um Yeah, it, it's kind of tough. But I think
1: it's just on Daniel Jones. Like I
0: know, 'Cause I don't know if Kenny Galladay gets any better. I'm not trying to be funny. Like I don't know who goes on with that or how that affects him any form or fashion. Because Kenny Galladay can't be worse. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think so. Um Yeah, there I
2: don't I don't think that Kenny Galladay is a factor at all.
0: I just think that's still a lot of money for them just to give up right now, on him. It's just a lot of money just to give up. Yeah. The
1: thing is I agree with both of you guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. He's so weird million
0: dollars. You can't just give up on year two
1: He's weird, bro
0: Yeah. So uh, those are some honorable mentions uh, Drop some comments when we release this episode uh, Or some honorable mentions you guys think that you would have in there Or guys that you uh, might switch around that we don't have So uh, coming in at number 24 We have Amon Ross St. Brown of the Detroit Lions Um, We can say a lot about this guy, but he probably okay for me i'll say he was like the biggest wide receiver rookie surprise um for a lot of people I actually think he won you a league like i could say for me he probably did help win me a couple of leagues um he had 90 receptions he had 118 119 targets last year um 912 yards which could definitely i, I see him being a thousand yard guy Um i don't know when jamison williams is returning um so that's kind of encouraging a little more and i think he has touchdown like positive touchdown regression. i think he can at least get to the seven or eight area. So yeah. Um I'll let you guys step in. Uh where you at with Monroe St. Brown. Um
2: with you. I think he's got a very good I don't I don't what's his ceiling to you? His
1: ceiling could be really high in my I, opinion. I w I, I wanna say
2: top fourteen. His snap percentages he didn't play under 60% all season his rookie year. Week 11, he played 85%. In week 12, he played 98%. Week 13, he played 96%. Week 16 and 17, he played 88% and 84% of the snaps.
0: I just think if the year went on, he literally got better every single
2: game. Yeah, I was about to say that. Um, Tilly, that
1: was a great stat you pulled up. And when you got to like, I think it's like week 13, you say he got 96%. So from week 13 on, last six last six weeks of the season, he scored five touchdowns. And these were his targets each of those games, 12, 12, 11, 11, 11, and 10. Like, if you're going to the season, especially uh, if their rookie receiver is not ready, and he's a guy who can get 12 targets, like, I think he's, That's probably more targets than a couple of guys that we have ahead of him might get. So,
0: and if it Um, makes any more sense, if you'd realize all five of his touchdowns came in the last six games.
1: Yeah, like he literally flipped the switch, and like it was consistent like through the end of the season. So
2: these these snap percentages, I'm gonna be big on this morning. I'll just go ahead and warn everyone because if you're not on the field, (laughs) if you're not if you're not on the field, you can't catch the ball. The best ability is availability. That is true.
0: Um, I don't know how to explain. Like I said, when I picked him up last year off waivers, I won't take too long on this. Um, it was like every week, you know, it really was getting to the point where you could start him up. I, okay, I wouldn't say he was in the Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams tier, but I think he was like on the next tier below that. It was getting to the point where he was, you, you felt like he really could be top 10 every single week that you had him. And that's hard to say that the Lions probably have some of the most interesting fantasy options, <laughs> but um. The offense is coming around here. My only problem is the Jamison Williams thing. But I always tell people, even with Jamison Williams, I think a monologue St. Brown could be a back-end wide receiver too. I don't think it's like out of the realm of possibilities. Mm-hmm. And instantly, he's still going to have the most connection with Jerry Goff. The only question I'll have for y'all, does Jameson Williams and
2: DJ Chark be
0: involved in bother y'all? Or?
2: I think Hawkinson's going so to get more involved this year. Last year, he wasn't as involved as everyone wanted him to be. But no, I just – I think that, like you said, Jared Goff and him are already have a connection. So, I think that, that connection is just going to grow.
1: Yeah, I think I think it's also good that they did have that connection. I mean, that was a good point of Hawkinson also. Hawkinson played 12 games last year. So, if he's playing the full season, <clears throat> uh, who Madison
0: knows? If plays the full season.
1: Yeah, yeah. And uh, that was a good point. You also brought up DJ Chart. Um he hasn't really been that good the last few years. I know he's been probably with some poor quarterback play, but he may have something left in the tank. Who knows? But um I I definitely think that's uh St. Brown's the more talented receiver though. Okay.
0: All good. Now getting into number twenty three and our wide receiver rankings. Uh we have Allen Robinson of the Los Angeles Rams uh newly acquired Allen Robinson of the Los Angeles Rams.
2: Um, Yeah,
0: this wasn't pretty, okay? I I don't know what else to tell you. I'll
2: I'll let let y'all talk about it because he wasn't (laughs) in mine. He wasn't in my top 24, so.
0: I'll say it. He was in mine.
2: Okay, there it
0: is. Listen, he finished number 86. Trust me, nobody's number is going to be close to that on this list. It's, It's bad. It's bad. I get it. But we all have to agree. We don't want to talk about it. Chicago really may have been the worst team in football. Like, really, they, they may have been. And you could say Jacksonville or whatever, but there were times Chicago did look as bad. I do not care what you tell me. And the quarterback looked like he's running around with a cutoff head, whatever the saying is, like a chicken with a cutoff head. Like, he literally just – I felt like it was just bad all around. Nagy wasn't good. Um, I don't know. I think it's a new situation. You look at all the targets, OBJ vacated. You look at all the targets Robert Wood vacated from the time he was playing. I will,
2: I will say this. OBJ still can get re-signed.
0: But when is he playing?
2: My question is – I know. I'm saying if he gets re-signed, is there any concern? I only know because if he
0: comes back, I think it would be
2: like week nine or ten at that
0: point. Robinson will have the rapport.
1: Um, I don't know, man. It's like, what is the the third, third time – Odell's going out on injury like this. I, I don't know. I yeah. I think I'm I'm more on Joe's side with that one. Like I feel like by then, Al Robinson will be established. Um, the goal is that he he gets established early in the season
0: as a solid wide receiver too. My fear is that I'm not going to doubt anybody. I want OBJ to come back just as strong, if not stronger. But dog, he
2: was he was about to violate in that
0: game that he got he was gonna be the MVP of the Super Bowl. I, I know, don't but
1: know, but look, Al Robinson's getting that role now.
0: So like they still have Van Jefferson. It's not like anything changes, so I'm not that worried about Robinson. Like there is just no way all those vacated targets just go to Tyler Higby. Like <laughs> I'm not
2: trying to be funny, but somebody got to catch it. And it gave the Je- three
1: Van Jefferson's still there too. Who? Van, Van Jefferson it was his third time having this this Opportunity, I don't think
0: I think he's always just gonna be they like, like him as the number three, yeah. It's number cool. three. But like I guess I wish I had the stats on vacated targets, but I'm just saying along if you combine D, I mean DJ, Robert Woods and OBJ, you're you're vacating a hundred plus targets, like somebody has those targets have to go somewhere. I'm I'm just saying I feel like if OBJ can do what he can do, I'm not saying Allen Robinson is better than him. I just think people act like Adam Robinson fell off some type of cliff that I'm not aware of. Like, I don't know. Did I just you, think I'm giving him a pass for what happened to Chicago.
1: The two years before last year, he finished number seven and number nine at PPR, which is encouraging. And, and just his news recently has been great. Like they say, he's really impressive. He really impressed in OTAs and he's in constant communication with uh, Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford seems like one of those guys, like, he's locked in type of quarterback. He saw what he did with Cooper Cup. Like, I think when he really likes a guy, he saw what he did with Odell. I think he'll really just, you know, revive their career and, and help him out. So that's kind of the fate I'm laying on.
0: And I think McVay will get Robinson more open, truly. Will we'll draw plays up for him way better than any coordinator he's ever had. So that's really exciting to me. Um, I don't know. It's a leap of faith. Bro. Truly it is. It's a leap of faith and belief that the player will get back to where he will be. I'm not just out on a player because he had one bad year. Like, he literally finished top 10 two years in a row, and all of a sudden we don't have the man. I'm, okay, I'm not taking a shot. Tilly doesn't have him ranked. Like, I get it. It's like I don't get it, but I don't know. I'm just not that scarred for one year, I guess. Um, well, speaking of the Chicago Bears, let's keep it rolling. Coming in at number 22, we have Donna Mooney. i let the Donna Mooney fan
2: club over there tell whichever yeah. one of y'all. I'm a Mooney boy. Yeah. yeah it's right. I mean, come on now. The numbers don't lie. He finished 24th last year. Um, he had 140 targets. That is very encouraging, especially considering Justin Fields is back. They're going to have more of a connection than they did last year. He had 1,000 yards, four touchdowns. Um, and... The Bears are going to be bad again. So they're going to be playing from behind. And, you know, four touchdowns is a very – that's the smallest on our list of tight end or our list of uh, wide receivers that we ranked. Four. There's two guys with four. Everyone else has more touchdowns than that. Um, and I just – I think there's positive touchdowns, more of those coming in. And then there's going to be, I think, a little more yards. The most encouraging thing for me, here I am back on my snap percentages. <laughs> What do you think the lowest stat percentage he played last year was? 90? 90, 92. Okay, well, you guys are... thats That was a very bold prediction. Two weeks, he played 77. Other than that, he played 189, 98, 93, 81, 92, 87, 95, 92, 96, 85, 85, 90. Mm. So, this is a guy that consistently probably... On average, he played 88% of the snaps. You're telling me a guy on a bad team with his skill set playing 88% of the snaps. I mean, I want all my shares if that's the case. Yeah, I Because, I mean, I think Justin Fields is just going to be better this year than he was last year. So. I'm starting to realize what Mooney is. Slowly, <laughs> yeah, after yeah. Come, just, come, come back around. The water after you belong. were just
0: talking, Mooney right now for me is like Brandon Cook's 2.0. Nobody has to, like, he's literally like Brandon Cooks 2.0 <laughs> right now.
2: Both my guys,
0: I, I like Jamar. I just heard you talk, and I've always thought about it.
2: But I heard you talk, and I'm like, hold up, Mooney is Bion- up. Mooney, <laughs> Mooney, <laughs> Mooney's like, Mooney's Deontay and Brandon Cook's his child. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, that was a perfect, yeah, that was a perfect comparison right there. And like, and I'm really banking on that improvement on Justin Fields, also. Like, I think. Last year, Mooney's literally playing in, like, one of the worst offenses in the the league last year and still produces basically a a wide receiver two last year. So, I thought he really the limit with him, honestly, this year.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm with Tilly. I would just like to see the yards go up a little bit. It doesn't have to be much, maybe 100 or so, just like the team in 1,100 range.
2: Yeah. Kind of an the 1100 touchdowns season, for dude. me. The touchdowns what I need to go up. Yeah, he, so gotta,
1: he he has to be above success, though.
2: He scored. Hold on, he had one, two, three games over 100, four games over 120 yards.
0: But I'm saying he doesn't have to be that much higher for we have a ring. If he just gets you 1105, Amari Saint Brown was very high last year with 9, 12, and five. Like. If you get you eleven hundred and five, he's a walking top 24, probably. Yeah.
2: I think that he's – I think his floor is 24. Like, I think his floor is literally 24 and his ceiling is like eight, nineteen. 19. Like, I think he's right. He's a very safe pick.
0: I think that's fair. I would yeah. have a ceiling a few spots, up, so about 16, 15
2: or 16. And where you're getting him right now – you're getting him at seventieth at ADP. So,
1: out of everybody, where does, where does that rank? Like as far as ADP, is that the lowest ADP
2: of the guys we have ranked? Yeah, not um, a guy above him is the lowest. Then it's him.
1: Nice, excellent value.
2: <laughs> Sensational. He can be. <laughs> he can. He can be your first wide receiver on the bench if you draft right. It would actually be crazy. And you have a walking wide receiver, too.
0: You're welcome. Mm. Um, speaking of uh, values, let's get into our next guy. So, <laughs> coming in at number 21, we have Adam Thielen of oh, the Minnesota Vikings. Um, this guy's different. different. Um, I guess I'll just start to forget <laughs> the stats. I'll start off with my own little rant. Let's go. Just stay healthy for me. Like, I love you, (laughs) Adam. I truly do love you. Like, I really enjoy watching you play football. And I'm not going to say what I want to say, but I really like you. I'm just going to say. But, dude, his touchdowns, you already know what I'm about to say. But, Brandon, you you can go ahead. I know this. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Hold on. Them touchdowns are insane. Like, it makes no sense.
2: The snap percentages are even crazier than Mooney's.
1: Talk to me. Now, let me hear that before I talk.
2: In the 13 games he played, week one, 94%, week two, 100%, week three, 96, week four, 99, week five, 93, week six, 98, week eight, 98, week nine, 89, week 10, 90, week 11, 94, week 12, 96. Give that man a breather. That's why he hurt all the time. He played 100% of snaps in week two. (laughs)
1: That's what I'm saying, man. Everybody always gets on uh feeling he's the old guy. He, he's now the wide receiver, too, because Justin Jefferson. Hey, my man's still on the field, man. I mean, he's on the field. He's making plays. Uh, people always – a lot of people I feel like slept on last year because uh, you got hurt. You basically missed the whole second half of the season. But, like, he was on a crazy pace and was probably going to be one of the more dominant receivers in fantasy last year. Um, how many touchdowns did he have last year? Ten. 10 touchdowns 13 games. In 13 games. Like, of course, uh, you can say there's probably going to be regression on that because um, that's just an, an incredible pace. But I mean, who knows? I mean, we have a high expectations for Kirk Cousins this entire offense. So, I mean, I think he's a pretty solid guy where you're getting him.
2: And for, for the haters out there about my snap percentage, let me go to 2020. Lowest snap percentage, 88. He only was in the 80s three times. Before that, 2018, the last healthy season, because he was hurt in 2019. Lowest snap percentage, 92. He played 100 percent three times, four no five times. Sorry. So, this guy is going to be on the field. Like history is showing that he's going to be on the field the most. He might have he might have out snapped Justin <laughs> Jefferson. To be completely honest with you, Same One of the weeks that he
0: Doesn't was there, that. There's no way Justin Jefferson out snapped that. Maybe I'm wrong. He would have had to play every play to out snap him.
1: And look, yeah. la- the last thing yeah. I say, on- the last He's thing I like- say on Thielen, him and Kurt, they've been playing together for a while at this point. Like at this point, they're they're pretty much a, uh, they're pretty much brothers at this point. So like, a lot of people get it, the touchdown thing, but that, I think that's a major reason for the touchdown thing. Like these guys have been playing together for a long time. They got that connection, that veteran connection. I just.
0: I think it's just a safe safe thing every year. He still finished wide receiver 28. i like – Yeah. He – I don't know. Like I said, you do the math. You put on track his targets through 13 games, put that on a whole game, whole season pace. He's on pace for exactly 119 targets. I can live with that. I'll I live with what he does with 100. And that's seven targets a game he will be getting.
2: And once again, the value. I mean, 74, 74 – 74th ADP. Like – that's
0: even in a 12 man, you're that's getting deep there in the seventh round at this point.
2: And if you're drafting him in the seventh round, you pro- you have your flex. Flag- you have your flags, you've got your wide receivers, you've got your running backs. Like he's
0: probably ninety percent, ninety percent likely he's on your bench if you're drafting him seventy-four.
2: Um, I think personally, I think if you're gonna draft him, I think you should draft <laughs> him with the intention of playing him and not being your bench guy, because then you're gonna have the headache of <sighs> not playing him and missing yeah. out. I think but, I think
1: he he's a guy you can put in your roster.
2: Like he's I a guy that I him. he's a guy that I think if you go tight end early should be a good wide receiver two choice. Because if you go to wide if you go tight even if you go tight end you still have another pick before you get Thielen hypothetically. You can go QB too
0: hypothetically you're gonna have another receiver before you pick Thielen. No matter if if his ADP stays you're I mean if you go
2: running back receiver. wide receiver Running back, running back, quarterback, tight end, or anything in that order. That's six picks.
1: Oh, before there's you a, are you too?
2: Yeah, I'm saying there's a world where you could literally have like Justin Herbert. Uh, oh, I see. Trying to say Keenan Allen, Najee, um, trying to think of round two, Leonard Fournette, James Conner, and then Thielen's your number next wide receiver, and then someone like Waller. And there's a world where that happens.
0: Yeah. It's still a headache because now you're arguing, do I start James Conner or I don't all week?
2: No, no, no. I'm saying the would be your wide receiver, too.
0: Yeah, Conner's a the flex. I'm looking. I'm looking. Oh. Well, <laughs> what, that would that be a save. arguing two running backs. Sorry. makes sense. I don't know. I love the guy. If he can stay healthy, I'm with it. But what, I don't want to be his, What's the ceiling? I think the days of top 10 are gone what? for me. I'm yeah,
1: checking. he's just not going to get enough
0: receptions to. Um, I
2: think I think he can get 12, though.
0: I, I, I think he could he, top 15. I don't know where that is in the top 15, but top 15. He's going to be a guy who has a lot of wide receiver one weeks. That I promise
2: you now. He's also going to yeah. lose you some weeks, so you are just have to deal with it.
1: <laughs> he's probably going to let the least amount of targets out uh, of everybody on this list, you think?
0: But who's to say the shit can't go up? Yeah. I'm sorry, but, like, these Bernie and Kevin O'Connell from Green Bay, they made it clear they're more pass-first offense. Now, who <laughs> says it can't go up? Hey, I I would like that. I would love that. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm just saying. So, we'll see what happens. But, um, sorry. Excuse me. Come, uh, were you all good? I'm sorry I want to interrupt Yeah, you're good. Yeah, I'm good. Coming in at number 20. We have Terry McLaurin of the Washington Commanders now, I guess. Um, Yeah. Guy comes in with 130 targets and only 77 catches. That's an odd – me and Tilly were talking about that last night. I mean, on the phone. Like, that's an odd – what's the word I want to use? Differential, I guess. Yeah. I I just don't understand that. Um, Only five touchdowns. I mean, he averaged 10 points a game, which is solid. None of these guys are, have, like, whopping 15, like, I guess, in the lower half. So, there's nothing you should be surprised with. Um, Right now, where, where's ADP? I'm trying to keep the line.
2: The ADP's at – 43? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which so I mean, at this you, point, you're getting him in the fourth round. I mean – You're drafting him as – I mean, we all want Terry McLaurin to be a top-20 wide receiver, I think. I think we all like his skill set. Like, he's just – to be honest, he's had bad quarterback play. He finished 25th in PPR last year, 20th the year before, and 29th in 2019. But he had 130 targets last year and 134 the year before. Two 1,000-yard seasons back-to-back. But he only had five touchdowns and four. So, and they just gave him that big extension, paid him. And I'm back with my snap percentages. He played 100 twice, played over 95. 95. Five times. So he played over 95 seven times total in the season. It's just he's very streaky for whatever reason. I, it might have been Heineke, but he would go from getting 13 targets to getting like there's a week where he had four. And it just, I don't understand why they're not ta- targeting him more in that offense.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree, especially with the fact that they just gave him this huge contract. Um, But, yeah, I mean, that's my that's always been my main thing with McLaurin just like I do want to see that consistency. Um, Because right now, I mean, you're saying you're drafting him as wide receiver, too. Um, I just wouldn't I wouldn't be as happy this year if I'm getting what I got last year. So we're really hoping for improvement from him. But like, as you said, like he's getting the work. he, He has the talent. Um, we're just hoping for a better season for him this year, more touchdowns, honestly, more yards with the amount of targets he's getting as well. So,
0: yeah. I'll just say it. It's ugly. It's going to sound ugly. Carson Wentz is the best quarterback he's ever had. It's, it's the truth. I, <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm saying.
2: I mean, Carson Wentz got Michael Pittman, what, number 14 last year? What did Pittman finish?
0: 17, I believe. 17.
2: Yeah, he got Michael Pittman at 15. 15. He finished 15th last year. and. I'm not saying that Michael Pittman's not talented, but Terry McLaurin is more talented of a wide receiver than Michael Pittman is. And it's not disrespectful, and it's by far.
0: Yeah. And for me, like, last year he probably really scarred a lot of people. In the weeks 12 through 16, so the five-game stretch, probably your your home stretch to playoffs, he averaged seven points. He had a game with a catch. probably killed yourself. There was not a single game he had double digits. Weeks 12 through 16. And that's a guy you're probably starting every week. Like He probably lost a lot of people championship or championships, uh, playoffs, or getting into the playoffs, whatever you want to call it. So it's like Tilly said, the first half of the season was great, but the second half of the season, from week eight on, he didn't get a single game where he had more than ten targets, not one. And not saying seven or eight can't work, but there got to be games where you get dominant. Game. Even as a back-end receiver two, there got to be games where you get ten targets. Um, I don't know. I think Carson Wentz is the best quarterback he's ever had. <sighs> Hopefully things change a little bit. They had Jahan Dotson now. Maybe he's not doubled as much. Maybe things change a lot in Washington. That's the best I could hope for. Terry McLaurin. We all agree the talent is there. It's just about really, I think it's a touchdown. If he can get the touchdowns to seven or eight, I think he's easily in the top 24. I don't even know how to pronounce his name, so I'm not gonna say it. Anyhow, coming in at number 19, we have D.K. Metcalf of the Seattle Seahawks. Go oh, ahead, yeah, you, you can take over. You had him the heist.
2: <laughs> Are you mute? I, I'm just here because I believe that in a bad offense with a bad quarterback losing games, someone will have to prevail as the guy catch the ball and DK Metcalf is going to be that guy, in my opinion, whether it's Skino or... Uh... Yeah, it's going to be Geno. I'm not even going to even entertain Drew Locke. It's going to be Geno is what they've been saying, and I just think that there's going to be enough targets for him to where he's going to produce enough to be a top-20 fantasy wide receiver with his skill set um, and his physical dominance on the field. Insert Will Disley.
0: Anyhow, listen.
2: <laughs> Will, Di- Will, Will Disley, you mean no offense? Hey, somebody got to get the target, man.
0: Or somebody else has to get some type of the targets. Um, I'm going to tell you. I mean, Gino's going to be the guy. I, I'm not believing in, like, Gino's going to be the starter and unless something happens. Gino's the guy. So, I'll say this, man. Gino wasn't that. Gino was not that bad when he was starting. I was not, like, bothered the fact that he was the quarterback. I mean, you could tell there was a difference in offense. He's not Russell Wilson. Okay, don't kill him for it. But I think that those games he played last year were really important in him getting a good groove in the offense. I think that really mattered. Um, the coaching staff showing they have belief in him, giving him the second chance around. I think that matters. DK should still be able to secure at least 120 targets. Like, he should get no less. But does that scare you all that – even I don't understand BK. You know y'all suck, but you want to run the ball more. Like, and y'all don't have a good O line. I, I, maybe I'm not calculating how football works. I think I know how it works. Um, but there's no way that works. Like, you just keep running the ball unless yeah. you're playing team. Unless you're playing the Houston Texans, then I, I don't know why. How can you do that every single week?
1: Yeah, okay, I'm sorry. not going
2: I'm I'm That's not right. I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm here for DK.
1: I'm here for DK. I'm, I am a little nervous though. Like, just just based off of, like, I know he finished 14 last year, but how many, he had 12 touchdowns. I don't know if he's going to get that again.
2: And that's why we have him further down. He finished 12th or he finished 12th last year.
1: Well, it's scary for me. He didn't even have a thousand yards and he had 129 targets last year. So I'm like,
0: yeah, that's my positive note is you know, he can finish top 15 without. Yeah, that's true. Thousand yards, and he's probably not gonna have a thousand. And coming in at number eighteen, we have DJ Moore of the Carolina Panthers. Um, let's get right into it. The news is, is really going. It's gonna determine how we all kind of <laughs> think about him. Baker Mayfield got traded for. Okay, I know – What are they talking about? Open competition? I'm lost. I, I, I'm lost. I, I'm getting pissed off now. It's
2: an open competition. What do you mean? Sam <laughs> more is, is the week one starter.
0: I am done. I am done if Sam Donner the week one starter. Like, You'd be surprised. Dog, I don't care what he show you in practice. I, I do not care. You saw it for 16 straight games. I, I do not care what he shows you in practice. Please. But getting back to DJ Moore, um, I think me and Brandon had him ranked the highest uh between us three. Uh, he had 100. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. He had 163 targets last year, but only 93 catches. That's not. I'm not saying all that is bad quarterback play, but a lot and of and only
2: he, and only four touchdowns. That makes no sense. He can't score. He literally struggles to score. It happens every year, and that's a yearly thing. But I
0: mean, like, so should we just suspect that's where he's at? Like, or do I mean, we, I'm
2: part of I'm part of the DJ Moore haters, so.
1: I mean, so, first off, what do you think his
0: floor is for targets? If you're talking to me, I think his floor for targets is...
2: 120? I was going to say 130. 120 because McAffitt is is back for a full season.
1: I mean, mean, even if you give him 120, that's ridiculous. I mean, I'm not sure what he's had in recent history target-wise. Uh, he had 118 the year before, 135 the year before that. Um, so
2: yeah, but I mean, he only think, caught he only caught 57 of his path in the last year.
1: That's the issue. That's the number we're hoping goes up. I mean, I know Baker isn't the best quarterback in the world, but hopefully, he's better than Sam Darnold in the sense that, like, hopefully, all these targets will amount to something next year. And even having only 1100 yards with 163 targets is crazy as well. So. I mean, if you give him 130 targets uh, next year, um, I'm really confident with DJ Moore right here. Um, we do want to see those touchdowns go up, but I mean, we're looking at four years in a row. He's had four four touchdowns. So
2: I was about to ask. I was going to say, <laughs> what do you think his highest touchdowns have been since he entered the league?
0: I know he's had a few years or four. I can't remember what the other maybe one. Maybe seven. Where. Like if you're combining rushing, maybe
2: six or seven.
0: He's 2018,
2: surprised. he had two total touchdowns. 2019, he had four total touchdowns. 2020, he had four total touchdowns. 2021, he had four total touchdowns. The boy barely got ten touchdowns for a career in <laughs> four years. Look, I I've told these guys why I'm not why I was the lowest on him, and that's because. Baker Mayfield has never supported a, fan, a solid, consistent fantasy wide receiver. There have been flash moments where he's found guys like last year in Cleveland. Um, but he's never supported someone to the point where they were a top 24 <clears throat> receiver that I can recall on, but, for the whole year.
1: But this is what I'll say that like Sam Donald has never done that either. But last year, I'm looking at DJ Moore. He finished 12 last year. And this is where well, Sam, Sam. Sam
2: Darnold's an anomaly, though, because he was on the Jets before they got in a line that was decent. All
1: right. All right but Sam Darnold was terrible last year, regardless. And he's, it wasn't even all Sam Darnold's. There was some Cam Newton.
2: Yeah. But that we like, forgot hyper, the Cam Newton days. They hyper targeted DJ Moore. Like, that's not going to happen again.
1: Yeah. Why not? I mean, I know. I mean, they're going to have McCaffrey, but like, he should, we just said his floor is 120 targets. That's,
2: I think they're going to be at run first offense with McCaffrey in. He's just,
0: he's just as talented as some of these guys that we just named, if not more talented, respectfully, in my personal opinion. Secondly, who do we just name that has a clear-cut better quarterback than him, D.K. Metcalf and Terry McLaurin? Like who? I, shoot me. I'd rather have Carson Wentz than Baker Mayfield. I'm going to shoot you then. Listen, and, <laughs> I'm gonna choose you. Listen, we're just not gonna agree. I would rather, I would not rather have Carson Wentz and Baker if Baker Mayfield. Uh, I, I don't know. Carson Wentz. Carson, Go the Wins. The stats. Go yeah, but the I said, Wins. Carson
1: Wentz was better than him. Carson Wentz was sure. not
0: that bad. And like I said, we're not gonna agree. I think the torn labor really was a real problem for a quarterback. We don't, we just bo- don't the have the year, year before.
2: Like, the year before?
0: Okay, he's not great, but Jesus Christ. All, I, okay, you're right. He's not great. I'm, I'm not gonna advocate for the case he's great. Carson Wentz either. He's a bag of rotten bananas. Like, let's not sit here and act like Carson Wentz is apples and pie, please. Like, let's not. Let's not act like it's all sunshine and rainbows with the Carson Wentz is throwing you the hey, ball. Hey
1: man, don't, don't disrespect my Carson Wentz, man.
0: What did
2: Pittman finish last year?
0: what <laughs> no, did no, Wentz? finish last year? But, but that's not fair because DJ Moore finished higher with Sam Darnold.
2: Where was the Browns wide receiver? You're right. They did not produce any great wide receivers. And D.J. Moore did not finish higher than Michael Pittman.
0: Where did D.J. Moore finish?
2: 19. And Pittman finished 15. 15, right? yeah. Oh, my
0: God. Kill me.
2: With with Jonathan Taylor running the ball all that, that much.
0: Carson Wentz is still better than Sam Darnold.
2: Fact. Carson Wentz is, is better than Baker Mayfield. It's fact. Oh, he's not. Okay.
0: okay. Anyhow, we'll come back to this conversation next year. If Baker's a full time starter. Exactly. Um, at least, at least Carson Wentz is starting for sure. You're absolutely right. Listen, <laughs> I'm on the downside of this argument. I, don't, I have I have everything to I have nothing to lose, everything to win. Listen. That way if Baker stinks, I could just say he stinks. And if he's good, I could say I was right. Either way, it's a win-win for me. Listen, it's all good. But Tilly, I definitely agree. Baker's never supported a top tier quarterback. That's tough for you to believe in. I, I can't argue with that um coming in at number 17 we have Jalen Waddle of the Miami Dolphins I think he's a guy who was I think we had him similarly ranked all of us but he was still kind of all of our place in terms of our opinions on where we're at with yeah Tyreek really just throws me off I'll just say the elephant in the room he I don't know what happens to Jalen Waddle
2: that's the biggest unknown
0: for me too
2: like I wanted to believe in him if Tyree Hill didn't come there, Joan Waddle would have probably been pushing the third round right now and mocks like an ADP. So I don't have my only concern is the new coach is a run first guy. That's that's all though. Other than that, I'm still in on him. His skill set, Tyree Hill and him are just going to be running by dudes on the outside.
1: Yeah. He's definitely Chico, and this one does make me kind of sad because, like, Tilly, I, I had high expectations for him. Um, I mean, looking at last year, he, he did have 140 targets. What do you guys see that going down to with uh, –
0: 115, uh, yeah. 120, maybe?
1: probably that. So, I mean, you see a guy – like, last year – I'm just looking at guys last year. So, someone like uh, Mike Williams, he only had, like, 76 catches – and he was somebody who finished pretty high. Like we're we're hoping for like that type of explosion from Waddle this year. Like I think he's one of those guys. He doesn't need 140 targets necessarily in order to produce. So
0: thank I, you. You just said what I was about to say. He doesn't need. Oh, if you could give him 110, yeah. I think that's enough. I think that I think that truly is enough if he gets 110.
1: It's possible. Like there's guys, like DK, Mike Williams, like those field stretch guys, where it's like. Even they do have seventy-five catches, eighty catches, like they they can still produce and finish. Honestly, top those are guys who have finished top one. I mean, wide receiver one. So
0: yeah, I think I would have Jalen Waddle as high as I have AJ and Deontay. If Tyreek wasn't there, like I would have Jalen Waddle borderline top twelve for me. Um, so it really threw me off when Tyreek got signed. I'm with Tilly. It's a run-heavy offense, and on top of that, now you're telling me they had they added a receiver. They paid 130 million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. Cool. I mean, he's still going to get his work, and I'm I'm I think he's to me I think he's a lot for top 24. Maybe I'm wrong, but I, don't, I just don't see how he's not. But yeah, that bothers me. Like now you're the number two on a run-heavy offense or a team that wants to be more run-oriented with a receiver who just got paid an all-time number. I don't know, that's kind of hard for me to get past, but I still think the familiarity with Tua is very important. I think like that's going to play the difference and at least the first couple of weeks or maybe there are times where Tua is unnat- naturally going to look for Jalen Waddle when he doesn't realize it. But maybe that's just me. I don't know if you guys like, are like on the same page in terms of yeah. I don't know, like the chemistry mattering more for him than Tyreek.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm even last year, the accuracy was great. He had 140 targets, caught 104. I mean, we were talking about DJ Moore last uh, last year. Uh, I mean, it's our last ranked guy. DJ Moore had 20 more targets than him, but caught 10 less balls. So, like, and that's with Tua not even, I only feel like, I feel like Tua is going to take the next, uh, next step forward this year and really improve. So,
0: who knows what they can do. Okay, getting into our next guy, coming in at number 16. Big Mike, big Mike Williams coming in. We have
2: uh, <laughs> Tilly, you big can go Mike. ahead. I just – fanboy. I mean, I'm not – I am not a fanboy. That's not you – know, the next guy I'm a fanboy for. Um, no, I mean, I just, I just believe in the offense. Keep the bone in your pants. I believe in the offense and the quarterback, if I'm being completely honest with you. Um, Justin Herbert is a top tier quarterback with pro- arguably the best arm in the NFL, and I just think that
0: better than Josh Allen. I said arguably,
2: Josh no, Allen is okay. The guy, okay. but uh, no, I mean I'm just looking at his numbers last year, I and mean, he was he was the number one wide receiver. I think probably to like week seven or eight. I remember he was literally number one, but 129 targets, almost 1100 yards. Nine touchdowns. Um and he finished wide receiver ten. So I really don't think that, that that he's gonna drop all the way down any further than where we have him at sixteen just because of that offense isn't changing what they do.
0: Look at the ADP. Yeah. Like
2: dog, you can literally take
0: Cooper Cup forty forty
2: seventh wait until
0: five rounds later and take Cooper Cup, wait four rounds, and we're gonna come back and get in like and just load up everywhere else. Like like Tilly said, if you wanted Mike Williams, you actually might be able to take the early wide receiver route. Like, you could go wide receiver, tight end, RB, RB, Mike Williams.
1: Bro, he's the most disrespected player I've ever seen finish top 10 on a great offense with a great quarterback. And I think Tilly basically covered it all. I mean, the situation is perfect. Nothing changed. And, I mean, we're having higher expectations for Justin Herbert this year than we had last year. So, really, it could get better. He could get 1,200 yards next year. He could get 10 touchdowns. Like, who Who knows what could happen, so. Um, Do we see him at 129 target range, though? Is, but why not? I mean, probably the they're going to throw changed. the ball
2: just as
0: much. Fair enough. They didn't add any real run heavy running backs. Fair enough.
1: And he, I mean, it's getting to that point. I mean, we're really uh, big fans of Keenan Allen, but he finished above Keenan Allen last year, if I'm not mistaken. Wait, where did Keenan Allen finish?
0: I have the whole point thing up in the whole point.
2: Michael you Williams know, finished, finished 14th. Michael Williams finished the 10th.
1: I mean, I'm not saying like he's like becoming like more, he's definitely more exciting. Like he's more the, the field stretcher. Um, but I mean, it's getting to a point where it's like he's going to be competing for a number one spot with Keenan Allen. So
0: I love it. Man, I think they compliment each other like Thunder and Lightning at the wide receiver position. Yeah, it's like it's perfect. Like I can't like Keenan Allen is exactly what they need. Like you can't guard him; he's a route technician. He's exactly what they need. Um, he Keenan Allen also has some down the field plays. Like I hate when people talk about signing Keenan Allen <laughs> he does. like He's just slow yeah. and just does nothing down the field. Like he has some plays down the field. But Mike Williams is six three, I believe. Or maybe I'm incorrect. I don't know if anyone has. But
1: six four two eighteen.
0: My God, like that's 6'4, 220 with pads on. Like, and I'm assuming his arm reach is almost almost seven feet. Like, so I don't know. Like I said, when you just watch him play, this was the first year you actually seen him put all of it together. And he actually caught other routes other than deep routes. When you watch the game, every route was not just a deep ball. Like he he ran the route tree pretty well. So I'm really excited for it. Um I think talent-wise, Justin Herbert is probably top three in the league, top three to five. So uh Everything's just on his way. He, he's young. There's nothing gonna come down. I don't know if he'll get 129 targets. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it goes down by like 10. Maybe it's 118, 120. I could be wrong. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I just think I, the ceiling. The, oh lord, I was about to mess that up. The ceiling for him. I got you. Where's your ceiling at for him?
2: I think we can move I mean, on. I mean, probably 10. He can probably finish 10 again. I don't. I don't doubt it.
0: Yeah, ten. I'll say top eight. Maybe on. Mm. <laughs> we'll get back there later. <laughs> Coming in at number fifteen, we have uh, Brandon Cooks of the Houston Texans. This would be the highest Texan and the only Texans on on any ranking you'll hear. Let I me make that clear now. The most
2: disrespected um, fantasy wide receiver every single year, and I just don't understand it.
0: Okay, we'll talk to him. Go ahead.
1: Let's see. Let's hear, it, man.
2: I mean, he's finished. The snap percentages.
0: The, Where are the snap percentages?
2: He's finished outside the top 20 <laughs> two times in his seven year career. And one of those years, I feel like he was hurt or something. something yes, problem. he was hurt in one of them. His finishes in PPR have been 20, 16, 62 when he was hurt, 13, 15, 9, 13. Last year he had 134 targets, a thousand yards, six touchdowns, and he finished 20th. And he's his ADP is 55 right now. And it's just, it's mind blowing because this was the same thing last year. And I personally waited and I drafted him and he won me some weeks. So if you're listening, I would go get him. He's had over 100 targets, six out of his. Uh, seventy or six out of his eight years in the NFL, he's had a thousand yards every time he's had over hundred target, hundred targets. So, I, I mean, there's, I have nothing else to say about him. The numbers are there; they don't lie.
0: The Texans are gonna stink. Let's make it simple: they're gonna stink. They're gonna play from behind. I like Davis Mills.
1: That's oh, what awesome. I was gonna
2: say. <laughs> Shoot me in the foot. Davis Mills is better than Baker Mayfield and Carson
0: Wentz. I am yeah I'll shake your hand right now. You're oh, yeah. Like I am not hating it. Maybe I'm dead wrong, but Davis Mills is like a guy you could build a franchise around. I'm not that doesn't mean he's top ten or top five. That means he's a guy you can win every <laughs> every game you're in, he can win, you can win with him. That is a franchise guy to me.
1: Yes, I agree with that.
0: If Davis Mills was in the right situation, he would look no different than Matt Ryan. Or I'm not saying he's on that level yet, but he, he would look how Jimmy G looks in the 49ers office. He could I was going to
2: say, I genuinely I, think that if he wasn't on the Patriots, he would have done the same thing Mac Jones did last year.
0: Yeah, probably. I hate to say it. I still think he's more of a Patriots guy than Mac Jones is. I don't know why. It just feels weird. But, yes, Brandon Cooks, I'm with Tilly, all in. Great wide receiver, too, if you want to wait late for it. And if you don't want to wait late, you can get him at your flex. A guy that's probably a walking top 20 at your flex, and you don't have to think about it. It's a plug-and-play. You go to sleep happy, and you don't check your lineup at 1 o'clock. Um, so that's why I am with Brandon Cooks. Um, yeah, 134 targets is a good number. I don't see it going that. Worst, at the worst, I think it's 120. I think that's, like, the absolute worst.
2: I honestly think you can get the 150 this year target-wise. Like, it's... I wouldn't be surprised. Would you be surprised?
0: No, because once again, quarterback didn't play all year. Now did you get that whole off season? that matters. I say the same thing with Mooney. Like, I forgot who else I said it with. Like, just things where guys where you're not used to playing with them. Like, you need that off season to kind of get adjusted. I think that matters. Like, everybody can't be Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow or Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins. Everybody can't do that year one. Um,
1: I'm not going to lie. I'm just sitting here being quiet because y'all, y'all actually like get me over here cracked on a uh, brain cooks right now. So he just said it's making get 150 targets. That would it's be a, it's a real world
2: where he can get I truly believe
1: it. Like Keenan Allen got 157 last year. Like if he's getting that type of targets, he could literally get 1200 plus yards and probably get six plus touchdowns as well. So,
0: so what's his ceiling and floor? That's world? what I was about to
1: say. His ceiling, that's, some, that's some serious ceiling we're talking here. That's, that's literally top 12. I'm his ceiling is
2: top, top 12. I was excited yeah. he can finish top 12. I think he has a safe floor too. He wouldn't be the first receiver on a bad
0: team to make the top 12, nor would he be the last. So target volume, 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 volume. That is what I care about, like. How many times does somebody actually want to throw the ball to you? How many times are they forced to throw the ball to you? And um,
1: he, has better, he has a better ADP than the last five guys we named. That's the last thing I'll say. So,
0: value. I'm telling you now, like, the reason I'm not going to get him because I don't know when till he's going to pull the trigger. I'm not going to play that game in a real draft because <laughs> I'm going to be so sick if my strategy doesn't work and he's not there when it comes back. But if it did work out, what am I wouldn't mind going wide receiver, Kelsey, two running backs, and then uh I'll take my Cooks and go home. I'll be okay <laughs> with
2: that. Cooks is going to be cooking this year. That's all I got to say.
0: Okay. I, I, I don't know there's any more need to be said. Draft Brandon Cooks, if you don't, you suck. <laughs> Anyhow, going in, coming in at number 14 is A.J. Brown of the Philadelphia Eagles, newly acquired. Not going to make the spill long. Gave him a four-year, $100 million extension. Um there were some real arguments last night. Uh we were just all over the place with this. So I'll let the person that was the lowest on him go first.
2: Yeah, I mean, go ahead. I'll take the I'm not bashing you just giving
0: people a different side of the egg.
2: No. My argument was that Devontae Smith won the Heisman and he didn't have a bad rookie year at all. Um he also is he played with Jalen Hurts in college. So I just I just don't see a world where A.J. Brown, I know they paid him, but he comes in and just automatically takes over, becomes the dominant guy, and becomes a target hog when you still have guys like Dallas Goddard, who's a top-10 fantasy and top-10 in general tight end, and Devontae Smith, who finished, I think I think said, like, 27th last year, and he didn't even have a 1,000 yards, or he didn't score a lot of touchdowns. And so I just don't think that they're going to completely go away from that. And I also do believe still in the red zone, the Eagles are going to try to run the ball, as ugly as it is. There and it's probably going to be Jalen Hurts that are running it. So,
0: I mean, but it. I mean, you can't hate on it. It's not they literally statistically were the best rushing team in football last year. I mean, it works. It's not like you can, like, you don't fix it if it ain't broken. God damn it! I mean, I don't, I don't know what else to say, but yeah, that conversation is always tough because his situation is damn near similar to what we think the Dolphins are going to be super run-heavy, and still pass the ball at like somewhat. Like, how do you have these two receivers and you're so run-heavy? I'm, like, I'm not saying that means you have to be pass-heavy, but I think at worst you should be balanced. You shouldn't just be run-heavy. Um, Okay, so what are the target Like, what is the bare minimum you think you can get?
2: Mm, I've, I said it last night. I think it's going to be like his rookie year, if I'm being honest with you.
0: No, I know, like but you have to
2: give me a target number. His bare minimum? I mean, yes. Oh, his bare minimum? It yes. would be like 100 targets. I, mean, I
0: think it's 110.
2: Devontae Smith had 104 targets last year. I I think 100. Like I said, this is the tough part because it's like
0: – same thing like I mean with the going back to the Dolphins. How do you trade for a guy, pay him record-breaking money, and I'm not saying it has to be thrown to him, but how do you not pass the ball more in general? I'm not saying y'all are wrong. It's just a question I've always no. wondered. Like, I don't understand. I,
1: I agree. I agree with you, Joe, that they will pass him more. And and it's just like also we do have Jalen Hurts, number two quarterback. I know a lot of that is gonna come from rushing, but he's gonna throw the ball. Um and it's just it's just going back to I mean, AJ Brown just being a specimen on the field, like. He's just a guy I really love, and his main thing with him is just staying healthy. But I believe if he can do that, this will be a very, you know, explosive offense. Um, and He'll be a guy you can depend on. I think Joe also brought up a good point. Um, This is similar to, you know, the Dolphins. There are going to be teams where they can't produce two solid wide receivers. The Dolphins are a great example with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. I think the Vikings are a great example. They have Dalvin Cook. They're going to run the ball a lot, but they still can produce Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. Um, Key and Allen, Mike Williams, they still have Eckler. Like, there's teams who can make it happen, and
2: I'm hoping that the Eagles can this year. With yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown are both in the top 24.
1: They both have the talent to do it for sure.
0: If they both in the top 24 and Jalen Hurts rushes how he rushes, I would be shocked if he's not quarterback one.
1: Shoot, we have him right here. So that's what we're projecting. Like, there's going to a Justin, great offense. Other
0: than Justin Herbert, I can't think off the top of my head who else is going to have two hours here who's in the top 24. Maybe I'm on top of my head. Yeah. But, yeah, um, we're just all indifferent here. I mean, and the other thing is, the last thing I'm going to throw in, he's not going to play the whole season. It's probably not happening. I'm, I'm just going to take it now. It's not happening. He's Julio Junior. Till he was his fame. He literally is Julio Junior. I'm not saying it's a hammy thing, but if it's not one thing, it's a goddamn another. I'm telling, like, and it, it literally pisses me off. But when he's on the field, I promise you, you're smiling every time. I promise you, you're happy that he that he's on your team. Um. Yeah. So, uh, coming in at number thirteen and rounding off today's episode, we have, you know, y'all go ahead, you Somebody else can answer this. Go ahead, b
1: all right this is our guy this was all of our like basically my guys from last last year but deontay johnson wide receiver of the pittsburgh steelers um yeah he was a target whore last year i was gonna go ahead and throw that out there um i find that's what honestly creates the biggest debate uh what are you laughing for he was a target whore it's okay to say it but a, a lot of us uh the, the biggest debate was that a lot of it came from Ben Roethlisberger last year. Um, just, just basically just throwing it all on Deontay last year. Um, but, with the change of quarterback, it is a little mixy, and so that's where the debate begins. Uh, in my opinion, I believe his targets will probably go down a little bit, but what I'm more excited about is his yards per target, yards per catch next year. Um, it was very low last year, but that's something I hope will improve, and with the type of volume he gets, I think he's a solid guy right here.
2: I think he's the safest guy that we've mentioned so far. Um him and Brandon Cooks, we talked about this last night. They're like the same guy. But um, for me, something that stood out was if you, we got a spreadsheet with everybody, but 13.8 fantasy points a game. Out of the guys that we've talked about, that's the highest by far. And out of the next four guys we're going to talk about on the next episode, that's higher than them, too. So, I mean, he finished number nine last year. His ADP is 39th. I mean, you're still getting him, I think, at a good value, a really good value, because I think his ceiling is, I mean, I do think his ceiling is still top 12 again. And I was adamant about it last night because I think I had him at number 12 in my personal rankings. Yeah. And I just, I know the quarterback's going to be different, but I think that he's just different. He's got a skill set that's going to make him be dominant in the offense.
1: Quarterback play should improve also.
2: Yeah, like
1: Ben was a lot of people don't realize because it's Ben Roethlisberger. He's a legend, but like he was playing very bad last year. Um, so if we get anything better than that, he should be better.
0: I guess that was my question. Do you guys expect Trubisky to be the starter the
2: whole year? I think he will get the day one nod. I'll say that now. <laughs> but I can't guarantee anything. It just it obviously depends how he plays. But I I think I think he's gonna have to really mess up. To not be the starter
0: I, I really don't have a lot to say um hey do that to y'all but not on a real way I mean it's Deontay Johnson if you don't know who he is figure out I don't know what to tell you but he he's honestly a problem like I said he's literally one of my favorite wide receivers to watch and that's probably not a name that the average person would ever say out of their mouth is Deontay Johnson um he just a smooth route runner. I don't know. I love route running, man. Like the down the field plays and speed is cool. I just I just love people that got that soft when they running the routes. So I, I can't explain it, but like Tilly said, his skill set. The quarterback may change, but getting open doesn't change. It's just gonna be if the quarterback gets you the ball. That doesn't change at all. Um. So yeah, I'm all in on Deontay. I think right there again. If I can get him as my wide receiver too, I'm happy. I think I have a guy who's gonna be consistent. I think just due to quarterback change, we may have a couple of weeks where you're not happy. But I think that's, like, for the most part, I think you'll be solid, okay, week to week. Um, yeah. so You guys good? Yeah. Okay. So thank you guys as listening for always. Um, thank you guys for listening as always, and we appreciate it. Um, we're going to round off our top 12 uh, next episode. are going to get you our top 12 receivers, and then we will be with having tight end rankings next for you guys. Um, but yeah, uh, I really love today's episode. I hope you guys did too. share with your friends, whoever social media, and you can follow us on all social media at podcast EGS, and I will see you guys next time.